Happy New Was the video lagged? <laughs> okay. I don't know. It sounded on sync to me. Was it not? No. <laughs> Want to do it again? Or is that just part of our charm? <laughs> Happy, Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> that one was worse. Hello. Happy New Year. And welcome back to the Booked and Awkward podcast. <laughs> much i haven't had anything to drink yet let me take a sip <laughs> I'm <gonna need> it. <laughs> welcome back to the booked and boozy podcast it is your co-host jada and brooke i'm back she's back bitches finally it probably hasn't felt very long for you guys because we pre-recorded so dang much i didn't realize we had like that much arsenal while I was gone. We did. We were panicking. (laughs) (laughs) We did just the right amount though. Like literally just the right amount. I know. I was getting kind of worried, but also like your recovery was like the most important. So I'm just glad that you are back and in full force, kind of, because the boozy gang is ready for us to be back. I'm at like 75%, but good enough. (laughs) I'm off the pain meds. I can go to the the pain juices now. Oh, I should have yeah, said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's off of her training wheels. <laughs> Back on the good stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Syrup. Why did juices have to come out of my mouth? <laughs> good God. And because it's, 2021 when we're recording this it's 2020 but because it is 2021 we are starting off the year strong we are giving you exactly what you asked for which is throne of glass so today we are starting off with the first book in the series we decided not to do the um it's kind of like a prequel It's like one of the novellas that she wrote that was supposed to go before Throne of Glass. I know when we announced it on Instagram, which is where we do majority of our announcements, people were kind of like, literally like our DMs were, what order are you doing the Throne of Glass series? Like literally like every five minutes. (laughs) And so some people were like, start with Assassin's Blade. And some people were like, no, start with Throne of Glass. And so that like really threw us off and then we had to do like some deep research and we decided that we basically want to get hit by a fucking train and the only way to do that is to start off with throne of glass and then read the novella like somewhere in the middle so that's what we're doing we want to be wrecked plus we both have never read this series so everything is going to be new from us no unbiased opinions you're going to get what you get with us reviewing these books and we really felt like we wanted to do it how the original readers did Mm -hmm. know what I mean so we're kind of getting like the full experience if you will yeah I'm excited it's definitely a commitment but it's um it's not something that we're gonna do for what 14 weeks straight we're gonna spread it out over the year which 
might like confuse me a little bit, but I think it's going to be best overall so we can get in some of the new series releases such as um, A Course Over Flames and the new From Blood and Ash book. And we're going to drop some other really fun books that you guys have requested. And so I think it'll just be best for us to spread it out over the entire year. If you're only here for our Sarah J Mass content, just keep checking. We'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah, on our Instagram page, because we kind of got called out a little bit being like, guys, like you literally just like release the episodes and we have no idea what's coming next. Fair, fair point. <laughs> this is very true. Welcome to the Booked and Boozy podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we did make a highlight on our Instagram page where we have our monthly TBR, where we highlight what books we're going to be covering for each month. And we are going to be releasing what we are covering a month of a month ahead of time. So that way you guys can finally read along with us. And that's not fair to you guys. It's just something that went over our heads and we were like, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we kind of just assumed everyone had read the books already because we were going off of like one of the most like we were going off the most popular books that we could find just to kind of get our podcast started. Like literally the other day, no, it was today. Sarah messaged me on Instagram and was like, Hey, I just finished. We were liars. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> that was like our goodbye to summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel bad, but, um, I'm glad it got pointed out because we would have probably never even noticed. No, nope. <laughs> we just like you guys on your toes. We just want to surprise you. We like to keep it spicy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brooke. So what are you drinking today? So we put up a poll on our Instagram and we asked if you guys wanted us to do a throne of glass themed drinks based off the book covers or off the characters. And it was like, everyone voted for characters and like one person was like, I want the book covers, please. And so <laughs> thank you for whoever you are. You are still appreciated. <laughs> I'm sorry to that um, one person, but you were outvoted. <laughs> you were voted off the Island. So <laughs> We decided to go with book characters and Jenna and I have some differing opinions on the men in these books. And honestly, it's what you would least expect. We chose, you would think the man I chose, I don't even know I'm how to- I'm already play. laughing because I've accidentally seen some of your notes and I'm like, is this bitch trying to fight? He's <laughs> trying to fight. <laughs> we might end up fighting. So anyways, we decided to do kale versus dorian drinks and so my drink i named it the royal d Oof, girl that's hot <laughs> all right she's got this one in the bag bitches the drink is hot <laughs> actually blue i'm like oh my god what is going on so it's like after his sapphire eyes, because that's like when I, when I pictured Dorian's aura, he's very blue to me. 
And um, they keep talking about his sapphire eyes. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go with blue. So um, it was supposed to be gin, but I thought I had gin when I went to the liquor store and I didn't. So it's tequila now with blue curacao and champagne. And you know, we don't measure around here, or at least I don't. So it's just, I don't a, measure combination. Either. <laughs> it's just a combination of the three. No specific measuring, but yeah. It reminds me of like White Walker Blue too, if you've seen Game of Thrones. Ooh, I love that. What are you drinking, Jada? So I am drinking a mojito. If you want to know why I think Cole represents, I mean, fuck, I call him Cole. If you want to know why I think Kale represents a mojito, you will have to head over to our Instagram where I have explained that very thoroughly in our TikTok. But I'm more excited for the drink idea that I have. I've kind of already claimed, um, how do you pronounce her name? Nahemia? <laughs> yeah, Nahemia. Okay, I've kind of already claimed Nahemia for the next book. That's good because I wanted Selena. Uh, perfect. <laughs> we finally have a blonde protagonist and I'm here for it. <laughs> I thought Pharaoh was blonde. I thought she was like brunette, like lightly brunette. Hmm. But yeah, I'm more excited for my Nehemia drink because I've got um, some things planned in my head. But I did, I I also do not measure in this household. And I accidentally poured like half and half ratios of my white rum in my soda. And I was really like, while I was preparing the drink, I took three sips and I was already drunk. So like, I'm scared (laughs) for my life. Our poll for this episode is, is Selena a Leo? 78% said Leo as fuck and 22% said nah. However, I will say out of that 22%, pretty much everyone admitted that she would probably have a Leo moon. So overall, bitch is a Leo. You pointed it out first, but I could tell in like the first five pages, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> right. Which is what am I in for? Like, no, she's not. I'm like, but like, here's the thing. I was like, so confident that everyone else thought that she was a Leo, like for real. And then I go look at like a character list that people make on Pinterest and stuff like Zodiac signs of the characters and no one put her as a Leo. I was like, what is going on? I don't, I don't know. know. But her internal dialogue screams Leo. <laughs> like, I know. Oh my gosh, I'm going to touch on that because I was reading and I was like, I don't know if I can do this <laughs> for eight fucking books. I'm telling you, when I hit like 10 or 11 chapters, I was like, I need a different point of view for a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but no, 78% is the majority. I mean, at least that's like what our what our followers think, what our listeners think too. So if you don't think she's a Leo and you didn't respond to our poll, if you're not following us on Instagram, let us know what you think because I'm interested because what else could she be? I need to know. I've heard some people say that she's an Aries, which Mm -hmm. I could see her having some Aries in her birth chart for sure. But uh, I don't know. She's blatantly Leo in my mind. I feel like she's like 75% fire, 25% water. 
Yes, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) So our story begins. To tell the tale of our main character, Selena Sardothian, which we pronounced Selena for the entire first book. Shout out Selena Gomez. Selena is Ardalan's most trained assassin who has spent the last year in Endovir's assault mines, aka a death camp. Basically, she was being tortured. Somebody had turned her in and she had been there for over a year. And it, it surprised a lot of people that she even lasted that long because apparently people make it like a month and then kill over. So people were already impressed. But then several guards accompanied by a man dressed in all black who we find out is our beloved Kale Westfall, who I endearingly named Stale Kale. Stale is not Kale. Fuck, am I okay? Kale is not stale. <laughs> Look, I changed my views towards the end of the book, but in like the first half, I was like, this man is so dry. Like my, I'm dry as Sahara does it right. <laughs> you know, that's something that we didn't disclaim, that we need to disclaim, just like right now. Yeah, right now. Guys, we made a mistake. <laughs> We were tempted by some Thirst Trap fan art, which I've heard the book is still really good. Like, I've had people message me on Instagram be like, I finished this book in one day, which is like the next book we are doing, uh, Kingdom of the Wicked. Um, But like, we're also doing Twilight around Valentine's Day. And um, your girls are going to be thirsty. It's going to be a dry couple of months, ladies. <laughs> the only thing that is saving us is a quart of silver flames coming at the end of February. But up until then, literally no smut. And we didn't really realize that going into this. You know, I thought Throne of Glass maybe would have had like a little one scene or something. And then Kingdom of the Wicked, you just look at it and you think smut, especially with that fan art, like Jada said. And nope, nothing. So, and apparently... Apparently, because I've never read Twilight, this will be my first read through. Apparently, Twilight doesn't have anything in it either. So I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. For a long time. Like I'm talking like Breaking Dawn long time. And I don't know if the last one. It's the last one. It's also the thickest. Um, this is not a spoiler because I mean it's just kind of like a known fact. Our boy Edward is a fucking, like, 800-year-old virgin. Oh. <laughs> what? Yes, honey. Mm-hmm. Okay, that wasn't known. That is a spoiler, but... And Kristen Stewart was thirsting for that vampire D, like, the entire series, so... And he was just like, no, Jesus. <laughs> An asexual king. <laughs> Oh, God. So it's going to be a hot minute. Just just hold on tight and enjoy the ride because we'll try and make it as wild as possible. But our phone sex voices probably won't be coming out for a while. That makes me sadder than like I would like to admit. I know. 
Is it sad that I like my phone sex voice? <laughs> I'm just going to miss talking about smut with you guys. And I think that that's like a big like selling point to all of you who come and listen. Like, I feel like we're all kind of here for the same thing, if you know what I mean. So um, still going to really enjoy these books, but definitely going to miss that aspect. It can still be a five out of five without the smut. Actually, it might just be a 4.9. Yeah, Four anything. Nine. One of my favorite series of all time doesn't have smut in it. Oh, Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, those are also about children, so that would be yeah. illegal. They do grow. I think they do age in the book, though. So I don't know. Okay, that's our disclaimer. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, anyways. She's with Stale Kale. (laughs) Jit is so mad right now. And he's the captain of the guard of Ardalan. And he is to escort her to the city's main tower. And they are like dragging her up and down these stairs, trying to trip her out. They're like taking her down these hallways, spinning her in circles, like trying to make sure she doesn't realize how to escape. And she's like rolling her eyes and she's like, Literally, it should have been it should have been a quote in the book, but she was thinking it. She was like, "I could cut these men up with my cheekbones right now." Yeah, basically, we all know she was thinking it, and she was just too smart for that bullshit. And they had no idea, but they finally reach their destination and they approach the throne room to where she meets the Crown Prince of Ardalan, Dorian Hart. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't know many spoilers, but I do know that Daddy Dorian is a fan favorite, and I was supposed to be the one out of both of us to love him. Right yeah. now, I'm so surprised because I feel like I would, I, sh- I should have liked Kale, and you should have liked Dorian, and somehow we're opposite. But like, even in my notes, because I wrote in my notes. Um, I even wrote the page number down. Let me pull it up. I wrote in my notes, Dorian, page eight, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. <laughs> I was like, he is the one. And then I, <laughs> where is it? I wrote the page number where I was like, yeah, Dorian was fire emoji, fire emoji until he opened his cocky fucking mouth on page 231. <laughs> <laughs> True, but I love like the flirty banter. I don't know. I like a confident man. Maybe I just like want to sprinkle a little, just a little bit of toxicity into my relationships. I don't know, but I'm, I'm a fan. Anyways, to cut to the chase, it's like a couple chapters long, but I'm going to give you the nitty gritty. He knows who she is and offers her a deal to be his champion in his father's tournament to ultimately become the king's very own assassin. And by doing so and winning, she would spend four years serving the king, then earn her freedom, pardoned of all previous crimes, and she could live any life that she wanted to afterwards. And she was like, yeah, so I'm going to accept that. So the next day, they set out for Rifthold, which is basically the capital of Ardalan. It's where the glass castle is. And they travel through the Oakland, Oakwald Forest. Sorry. 
these the names in this book are like extremely trippy by the way so i hate it wrong like we always have a disclaimer about our pronunciations but especially this book in particular i was just like this is coming out of left field this is this is difficult it was a lot i was like is she trying to be like this (laughs) i mean she was 16 so like props to her for what she came up with but i'm like that that made it very hard for me (laughs) not gonna lie so they're going through the Oakwald Forest where they discuss how magic had once resided in the land, but it was outlawed and banished and the king had like burned all these books and like basically you couldn't find any information on magic and you couldn't find anyone who practiced magic anymore. Like it was gone. But it seemed as though like a touch of magic still remained in the forest because as they were like walking through and this isn't important, but it was just a pretty scene in my mind. Like the trees were like all of these magical colors, like gold and pearl and amethyst and opal. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I missed you, Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> uh, and then you start to kind of see the love triangle begin to form. The banter, they're still treating her like a prisoner, but you're like, you're starting to get suspicious. They finally arrive, and they have to pass through two gates to get to the magnificent glass castle that was so tall, she had to, like, lean her head up just to see the top. And yes, the castle is actually glass. I wasn't, I was, I I did not expect that because I was like, that's not very practical at all. Just throw a fucking rock and it's like. Right? Right? And Is Selena was thinking the same thing. She was like, I'm not going in that thing. And I was like, like <laughs> bitch. And it would make sense maybe a little bit more if magic still existed and there were like wards and like the Fae were there to like protect it. And like, so like somebody couldn't just come up and throw a fucking rock at it. <laughs> also, it, it can't be very warm either. That's true. Like, what do they do in the wintertime? <laughs> I don't know. You got me there. <laughs> Anyway, she gets to her room, which is not in the glass castle. And once she is left alone, she immediately starts looking for weapons, like, all over the place. And all she found were literally just, like, hairpins and candlesticks. And so she starts, like, making her little makeshift weapon, like, that's going to actually, like, do something for her. But, I mean, she has had to look out for herself her entire life, so it's all she knows. And then... (laughs) And this is where we start talking about the Leo shit again. And this is not Leo hate. It's just, I don't know if I want to live rent-free in the brain of a Leo for the next eight books. I know I don't, so. Like, thank you, next. (laughs) But like, so she looks in the mirror and she's like, really feeling herself even though she's crusty as hell coming from these mines and she is like she is like damn i look good and like 75 percent of me is like yes like we support you like women support women like queen and then 25 percent of me is like oh god what are we in for when she actually gets hot again that was me like the first couple times she said it right And then it just started becoming a little narcissistic. And I was like, okay, like, I'm done hearing about it. 
somebody please humble her. Well, it, so I feel like it didn't last very long, to be honest. It was, it was really? several chapters. I it felt was, like it lasted forever. <laughs> I feel like it lasted probably about 10 chapters, but I didn't really notice it through the rest of the book. But it was like overwhelmingly mentioned, like how beautiful she was by like other people like Dorian and Kale, it was just like over and over and over. So like, like that's great and all like they're, they're like loving her beauty, but I'm still like hearing about it, even though it's not from her own Leo brain. <laughs> like I mainly, I felt like it was through yeah. the whole book because you know how she's like, <laughs> she's like, it would take me two seconds to punch him on the right side of his face and then elbow him in the left side of his jaw and take him down like literally like she's so freaking cocky and then she gets beat up for fucking three chapters in the end that's <laughs> true but that wasn't her fault honestly when she was i know it wasn't her fault but like down i honestly took that as like a bad bitch moment that didn't bother me as much as she was like wow look at my breasts they've since i've actually been able to eat they've grown fuller again and i my cheekbones are high and my eyes are blue and I was just like, <laughs> oh my god how long is this going to last <laughs> oh my god it's like uh, where's the depth like i don't know felt very surface level in the beginning yeah it definitely did but we, we get the point she's hot so She's That's hot. fine. I mean, we love hot. We embrace hot <laughs> with the yeah. little side of humble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, again, no Leo shame. We love Leos. I just, I really don't want to be in your brain all the time listening to how hot you think you are. So anyways, <laughs> no offense. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> so the next day, Kale takes her on a tour of the castle grounds, and there's really only a few things that are, like, interesting enough to know here. There's this, like, hauntingly black clock tower with gargoyles. Like, what is that about, and why was it built as soon as Dorian was born? Because that was pointed out, like, in the book. That's something that's, like, very unresolved. I don't remember that at all. Okay. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I will look out for it next time. She she just like asked Kale. She was like, this is like so odd and like out of place and kind of scary. Like, why was this even put up here? Like, when did they build this? And Kale was like, oh, you know, just like when Dorian was born. That is very strange. I was like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. So I don't know if that'll go unresolved or if that'll make sense later. The black thing, like the, the clock tower still doesn't make sense to me, even after reading this book. So I feel like they'll touch on it some more. Um, another thing interesting that she noticed were what are called word marks surrounding the clock tower, which are like these weird intricate symbols that we learn about later. Jada, I think, touches on it in her section. And then, of course, it's not a good book if the main character doesn't discover a library and have reading as a hobby. Right? <laughs> I mean, let's just state the obvious here. 
Side note, our hunky little prince man over here is a reader. And I was like, this man is just getting better and better. And I was like, I was like, how does Jada, how does Jada not like him? I don't get it. I had such a hard time with this. I can tell you exactly what page. 231. <laughs> so she goes into this library, but they're like, you can't touch anything because it's the king's property. So she like sends him a note. It's like this sexy little note. It reminds me of their, the like mating bond. And she's like, can I please have some of your books? And he's like, yeah, you can have some of my books. Oh my gosh, my phone sex voice came out. <laughs> Brooke's trying to make anything sexy right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to keep you guys here. Us being dry as hell, like using our phone sex voices he likes books like oh my god (laughs) just anything at this point yeah um so he sends her all of his favorite books for her to pass the time while she's not training and he was like i want you to read these first before you pick up anything in the library so we can discuss them later and i was like oh a man after my own heart but okay the next day she is presented to the king with the rest of the champions. And also, the audience just needs to be informed that the king of Ardalan is an ugly, misogynistic, evil little glass-loving gremlin with temper tantrums, and we do not stand. <laughs> God clap. And neither does his son. Honestly, that that little... What I just spit out reminded me of that TikTok that you did where Regina George was like, do not trust Trust her. her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But before we get into her actually going into this meeting with the king, I just have to make note that the pettiness of our girl, Selena, because this shit made me laugh. While she was getting ready, she stepped onto the balcony for a little bit and she noticed some ladies in the court and she could overhear their conversation. And there was this raven haired lady who we come to find out is this girl named Caltaine, which that is a terrible name. Like, I'm sorry. What kind of name is that? Is Is there a food that like is similar to Caltaine? Plantain. Plantain. Yeah. It's a banana plantain bitch i'm allergic to them (laughs) fitting get this bitch away from me (laughs) so anyways caltain or whatever she's like fidgeting with her dress she's like is dorian gonna love me in this or should i change and they start talking about selena but they don't know who she is exactly they just know that dorian has gone out and he's basically searched the whole world for her and she's finally here and one of the ladies that Caltaine was like walking with calls her a harlot. And Selena pushes the flower pot off the balcony, like murder intention, like in the first degree, planned murder. And just barely misses them. Also, I just like her little maid, Philippa. That's a side note. She's got a little sass. I like Philippa. I mean, she, I mean, I feel like Philippa is the humble that our girl selena needs okay i agree but she also hypes her up a little bit and i'm like okay but that's good too i'm not saying we need to trash selena all the time no 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 but (laughs) she doesn't need the ego boost (laughs) right (laughs) anyway 
anyways, back to the throne room. Before she and Kale enter the room, and I was like starting to really like Kale at this point, he tells her, you look really pretty today. And this is where I started to like really figure out what was going on here. I was like, I hinted at a love triangle earlier and I was like, 100%, this is where this is going. And I didn't expect it, like going into this book. I didn't know that this was going to be a love triangle type of book. I don't know. The character kind of made me feel like, I don't know, the way the character was presented, I'm like, nah, she's going to have like multiple love interests. And I'm like really here for this. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love it when it's just like two people, epic love story, like getting it together. However, I it's been a long time since I've had a really good love triangle. And if it blooms more in the next couple of books, like I, I am here for that. Like, even though I don't really like Dorian right now, I am here for it. Yeah, I agree. And some people are like, I hate love triangles, like get love triangles away from me. And I'm like, I don't mind them, honestly. I grew up on the Vampire Diaries. That shit is kind of like home base for me. Yeah. So the king started his speech as Selena basically half drowned him out to get a good look at her competition. And she spotted this black-haired, gray-eyed male staring back at her. And honestly, he was kind of my number one. If I'm being really honest, I really liked this character. And we'll talk about him later. And so... As Selena is drowning out his speech, what we grasped from it is basically this. There are 24 competitors in 13 weeks. One test will be each week. If you fail or fall behind, you will be eliminated. And the week after you'll miss, the remaining four will duel, and the last remaining will be the king's crowned champion. Or you might die. You could die. It's an option. And then he goes, oh, yeah, and I'm dipping out until Christmas. Bye. <laughs> I thought it was strange. I did, too. It's going to be something in the next book. Yeah, it is. Like. And so basically what Selena gets from this is that she can't fail. Because if she does fail, they will send her back to the salt mines, which, again, is like Aurelia's prison system. But it's just death camps. And so if you become a prisoner, you're, you're just basically sentenced to death automatically. And... She will not make it if she goes back. Also, I wanted to pronounce Aurelia Illyria the whole time. I pronounced it Illyri. Illyri. And I was like, what is Illyria from? Because I had that like, welcome, 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 welcome to Illyria song stuck in my head. Do you know what I'm talking? Have you? Okay. So no. I didn't know what it was from either. And I had to Google it today because it was bothering me like endlessly. Have you ever seen She's a Man? Yes, of course. So that's, that's where that's from. That was the, like the boys boarding school that she gets into. Oh. And that I- was like the really annoying principal singing that song. Hmm. Anyway, that's going to be. That's very far back in a memory. <laughs> right? And it just like came out. Anyways, you're welcome. You're going to think about that every time you see Illyria from now on. Oh, Aurelia, whatever it's called. Oh my God. Anyways, you're welcome. After the meeting, Dorian tells her that her new name was going to be Lillian Gordania to hide her true identity, basically for the element of surprise. And the goal was for her to like never excel. Like they didn't want her to be the first at everything, even though they knew that she could potentially 
be number one at like literally every test. They wanted her to kind of stay in the middle and kind of like, like let other people have the upper hand so that she's not targeted. And they have the element of surprise kind of at the end. But as the book goes on, it becomes very clear that she has got issues not coming in first place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof, girl, it's okay. Like, chill, like, pass her Caltain's opium puff puff. She needs it. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> Speaking of the book's Pick Me Girl, Caltain pops out of nowhere. Uh, th- also, this is when we officially meet the character, but I just hate this bitch and I've brought her up several times because I guess I'm just petty. And she's like, Dorian. And I'm like, okay, I already know I want to beat this bitch's ass, but it's okay. I hated her from the second she popped in, too. Yeah. And they just talk for a while, and Colton goes, simply stunning, although pale green tends to wash out women of pallid skin. To Selena in her dress of pale green. And the men kind of come to her defense, but our girl Selena takes the high road and says that she pales, interesting choice of word there, in comparison to Lady Caltaine's fine features. And I was like, okay, she's not too, she's not too full of herself because the true fire sign, like I was ready to square up and like she was like, no, I'm going to take the high road. And I was like, good for you, because I probably wouldn't have. Um, but it ends up being a petty fest for, like, the rest of the conversation. And then after she leaves, Selena tells Kale, I hate women like that. They are so desperate for the attention of men that they willingly betray and harm members of their own sex. And we claim men cannot think with their brains. And I was like... That, that just, like, really stuck out to me. Mind you, this is, like, written by a 16-year-old as well. And I was like, wow, like, snaps, applaud. Like, Sarah J. Mass might have invented women supporting women. Because how long okay. ago? <laughs> Don't push it that far, but. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was, like, 20 years ago. Like, but no, like, that, that, old. that is awesome. Like, kudos, 100%. Yeah. And especially to be written, like, by such a young girl. I don't know if that would have been the mentality that I would have had that young. No, I just said I hated men at that age, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, the next morning, Kale wakes her, and they go to the grand ballroom where they begin training. And she and Kale sparred for a while before a man entered. Um, His name is Rulo. And I kind of like picture him as like a character from Avatar The Last Airbender, and I don't know why, but I just do. And he's the weapons master who is basically the overseer of all the tests. And he kind of declares who wins and who who has to leave and all of that. And then he was like, okay, run, run. And so then they like run forever. And last place was eliminated. So... Selena did as she was told. She stayed in the middle, not impressive, but not lacking, just kind of average. And then she vomits. We're not surprised. Classic Sarah J. Mass. Yeah, I don't need to elaborate. <laughs> so the next day, she and Kale wander the castle when they run into Caltaine and this woman from Elway. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. Elway, Elway. 
Anyways, she's a princess named Nehemia, and she apparently doesn't speak the native tongue very easily, but Selena speaks her language because that was basically the language of everybody in the salt mine, so she just kind of picked it up. But it makes it easy for her to translate between she and the others. We also find out this bitch has a good read on people because she describes her disgust for Caltain in her native language to Selena and no one else can understand. And I'm like, okay, I already like this bitch. Mm-hmm. I was a simp for Nehemia like immediately. Yeah, same. And she's like, I don't want this girl to be my guide anymore. She sucks. I want you. Lastly in my section, I just want to point out the last scene. Kale and Selena are eating lunch in her bedroom with when Kale thinks to himself, there was something great and deadly concealed within her, and he didn't like it. He'd be ready when the time came. He'd be waiting. He just wondered which one of them would survive. Authors don't just put shit in there for shits and giggles. Well, especially SJM. Right. So I'm just wondering if that's some kind of foreshadowing. I'm just going to hold on to it. I don't know. Do I think, like, honestly, everyone's going to die with the main character. Like, I have, I have trust issues with the series. <laughs> I do, too. I've just heard so many people die that it's just like, I'm preparing myself. I just, I, but I want to be wrecked. We have not come across a book yet that's made us cry, so hopefully this is a series. You guys have built it up so much that we're excited. All right, so I am starting us off around chapter 11. This is where I really started to, one, not only fall in love with our boy Kale, um, but also started to have a little bit more respect for Selena. Like, I understand she has been put through a lot, but after we have already elaborated the 10 chapters of her hyping herself up, I was getting a little annoyed at this point. I was like, give me some variety in the dialogue because I don't like just hearing about the main character all the time, especially from herself. Can we switch the language? Yes, please. (laughs) So in her training sessions with Kale, she like really pushed herself to the max at all times, like to the point where she was like throwing up all the time. Classic SJM, but it kind of showed to me that she's, like, really determined despite the fact that I really wanted to humble her. One morning, Cole – fuck, I'm going to say that every single time. I'm just going to start putting his name as Kale. (laughs) (laughs) One morning, Kale didn't show up for his training sesh with Cell, and she kind of noted that it would be odd for him not to show up because (laughs) – He is our reliable king, a.k.a. all my sections are going to be me simping over Kale the entire time. He checked all your boxes, didn't he? You (laughs) were, like, simping. And um, we kind of meet Knox in the training room, and he also notes that, like, something is off. I do want to point out already that me and Brooke, both of our radars went off about Knox. I mean, we were like, we didn't even talk about this until like we got almost to the end of the book, but we were like, Knox has to be hot. He has to be a 10 out of 10. Oh, I looked up fan art. Do you want to see it? <gasps> yes. Show me the fan art, please. Some. Yeah. Because like I, I was simping over him almost more than like Dorian. Not, not quite, but like almost. And I was like, wow, we barely got anything from this man and I love him. 
That must be like how all of you Asriel stands feel. Yes, that is how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to try and fight you. <laughs> yeah, I had to look him up because I was like, <laughs> oh, Beth. <laughs> right? I was like, I underestimated this man. Like, I loved him just reading. But then I looked at fan art today and I was like, can he come back? No, he has to come back, right? He has to come back. He's like one of the only ones that survived. He better come back. Oh, that is a fine man. We were right. Yep. Isn't that weird how, like, we can pick up who's hot in a book? You know what I mean? It's not like we couldn't make them hot in our mind, right? But, like... You had your eye on Jurian and Akatar, and I didn't. I pictured him as like forty-five, and you were like, "No, no, 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 no." I I thought that Jurian was gonna be like somewhat attractive, but he wasn't like standing out for me. I'm just like, you know, he's possibly hot, and we don't know. But Knox, I was confident. I was like, he is hot. He has yeah. to be hot. Right. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Woo! All right. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. If you want to see Knox fan art, if you haven't seen it, we'll send it to you in the DMs. Just reach out. Yes, yes. Okay. So Knox also brings up, you know, that the guards in the castle are acting strange today. And we find out that the Eye Eater had been found with his body in ribbons. And anytime I thought it was like really gross, like someone being called the Eye Eater. But my brain, you know, my brain does what it wants to do. And every single time I saw his name pop in the book, I was like, she's the man eater. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That didn't even cross my mind, but that is. <laughs> honestly, that is. That's <laughs> my brain's just psychotic. Um. But with that, Brooke also had sent me a Snapchat and I was like, oh my God, I was waiting for her to say this because we both um, like Harry Potter and we felt like this was um, some HP in the chamber type shit. You know what I mean? Like it was so like Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. Like I was like, this is, this sounds familiar. I've heard this story before. Yeah, it sounded familiar. But it went a different direction, and that, that was then I was good. So Kale eventually finds her in her room reading, of course, with not much to say ab- about the actual murder because he was holed up with Dorian for meetings, um, in meetings for hours. Wow, am I okay? So we find out that Kale is from somewhere that I'm going to butcher, but basically he's from the city on the Silver Lake where warriors are produced from birth and guardians of the White Fang Mountains. I felt like it was really interesting, the fact that Ardalane has taken over Kale's people and now he is, like, essentially working for them himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, but it was mentioned that Kale and Dorian grew up together, so maybe Kale was too young. Yeah. But even as he grew older, you would you would just think like his allegiance would turn once he realized what actually happened. I don't know. That is an interesting point. Which makes me feel like there's like to me that brings up motive for him to turn later. Oh, no, absolutely. So, if he hasn't already. 
Yeah. And then Sal said, in the silence that followed in his wake, she contemplated his story, the paths that had made them so different, but so similar. <laughs> I don't know why. I just find it so funny. Like some, like I know that she's young writing this, but like, I don't know. It is what it but is. Like but <laughs> Faded lovers or something. Yeah. Fate. But I can't help but feel that this will play a major key in their character development later. Then her first test came into fruition, target practice, and just let it be known that I did not give a single fuck about the trials. Um, just like I didn't give a single fuck about Farah at the end of Akatar doing her trials. Wait, with you didn't care? No, I didn't care one single fucking bit. Oh man, I thought they were interesting. No, I, don't know. I enjoyed this like book, even though people said it was kind of slow. I enjoyed it. No, other than the worm, I was like, I don't care. I do not care. <laughs> it's just getting in the way of the plot for me. The worm was just comical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just like, what is this? Like, honestly, it wasn't oh, even the man. substance of the plot for that one. It was just comical. Yeah, it was just comical. It was not even like plot driven for me. But yeah, so I um, skimmed the shit out of all of the trials except for the last one. Sorry, okay. not sorry. But Kale was like, don't show off. And she was like, lol, psych. I am Selena Sardothian, a motherfucking assassin. These men will fear me. Like, okay, girl, chill. But like right now, I'm like, tell them. And you know, she like, basically hit the bullseye like several times but like she was like oh i aimed two inches to the left on purpose and i was like okay all right you good all right i'm starting to respect you more jada was like these details are so boring (laughs) (laughs) so yeah basically um after the first test kale had little to no sympathy for her and they were running the next morning, and she's puking her guts up. And Kale is like, yo, are you done yet? And I'm like, yeah, are you done yet? <laughs> like, Sarah, are you done yet? Clearly not. With the puking, like, clearly that's, like, her tri- like her emotional trigger response. Because it's, it seems like it's a theme. In it all is. Of her well, it's in uh, Crescent City, too. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm literally not surprised. Uh, and like, okay, Brooke, I know you were like, well, I love the flirty banter between Dorian and Cell, but I'm like, are you reading between the lines like I am? Or am I just imagining things? Because <laughs> I have, I pointed out on page 121, there is flirtation going on between her and Kale. It may not be as blatant and arrogant as fucking Dorian right now, but it's there. Okay, okay, here's my two cents. Here's my two cents. I think the relationship between Selena and Kale is more enemies to lovers than Dorian and Selena. Ooh, maybe that's why I like it more. Yeah, because Dorian was like, oh, she hot and I'm hot, so this could work. Mm. And And then Kale is like, well, I actually have fucking common sense and she's an assassin and I'm the captain of the guard. So yes, he has his guard up. So it's more of like a slow burn mm-hmm. until they risk it all. 
Maybe yes. it is. Maybe it is. That is the allure. Wow. Thank you for like that therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out, guys. <laughs> I'm going to look through our poll now and see like who needs therapy and who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, baby, I think it was like 75% of you welcome. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So then they head out for group training, and Sven was like, yeet, bitches, I'm out. He only made two seconds before he was shot dead, hit the floor. And Sel was like, okay, like, but what would make him risk it? And she was like, he really wanted to prove a point. And I was like what point is worth dying <laughs> like right? that he give a damn about anybody else in that room <laughs> enough to die what a waste it's not like it was like a big cause it was just like hey guys let me show you what will happen if you try and escape like yeah he really did that <laughs> okay i was yeah i was just kind of like question mark to that oh too gosh. but it's fine i kind of forgot about that <laughs> Block it out. Block it out. We then head into Dorian's viewpoint where he is sitting next to his mom on the throne. And all I have to say is, Sel, honey, stay far away because she would be a horrible mother-in-law. And, like, also, I think it's very clear that Dorian has mommy issues. And um, I have a hard and fast rule that I don't – well, I did because I'm married now – but I had a hard and fast rule that I would not date anyone with mommy issues or um, is like a mama's boy mommy's for my boy. men out there. Yes. Mommy's boy triggers me. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and he, but here's the thing. Dorian has mommy and daddy issues. It's okay. I have mommy and daddy issues too. <laughs> That's the worst. Those like, are the worst you're red flag, but I'm not <laughs> – no, I feel like people with mommy and daddy issues can kind of get by because they're like so emotionally like stunted <laughs> from both that they just kind of get by everyone. But people with like specific mommy and daddy issues, they they stick out more, you know, because they're unbalanced. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Why are we going off on this tangent? Okay. But his mom was like, please don't tell me that you wish to marry for love. And like, that's some pussy shit. Like she hands him a list of potential brides and is like, here, just go through it. I don't care about anything else. I just want an heir. And he's like, (laughs) I already banged half the list, but okay. (laughs) I already know which one's fertile. (laughs) Dorian stalks out of the room. I would have been running. Um, and he finds Cell with our girl Nehemia. Like, I don't know why, but I'm just so high key obsessed with her. And like, I just want everyone to know that I'm obsessed with Nehemia. Um, I really hope she doesn't end up being someone like I hate later on, but like, I'm high key obsessed with her. And I love it when they gang up on Dorian. Like, I love it. I'm like, yes, make him feel like shit. <laughs> He's not even that bad. Yeah, okay. Well, anyways. <laughs> He's got a couple flags, but it's not like Tam Tam. Okay? I don't know why I have it out for him right now. It's just the alcohol. But in the little dialogue, Cell asked, 
aren't you afraid of me? Or are you as deft at handling your sword as Captain Westfall? And he whispers in her ear, better. I will say, I was like, hmm, he's winning right now. <laughs> it's like him. He was him and Cole. Like in the like the beginning of the book, they were just like teeter-tottering. And then all of a sudden, like, Cole got like catapulted like to the top. I don't know what happened, but there it is. I'm still so surprised it's not the other way around. I know, but it is what it is. And then somehow she convinced him to spar with Nehemia. And I was like, and I was kind of like yak because when he was sparring with her, she was like, I kind of want to kiss him. And I'm like, no, please. I'm not ready for this. Like, it's just too soon. Like, I just want it's you. You're right. I like want the slow burn. I like need the hate. I don't like this automatic. Oh, we like each other. Like, I fucking hate it. I don't know if I saw somebody like if I was young and that hot and like there was a prince and he was hot and kind of into me, I'd be like, wow, hmm. fire, flames burning. It ain't the Sahara Desert. Yeah, that's because so you- you're a Libra and you see the dollar signs. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> being wealthy, except low key. Maybe that's where my brain went, but Jesus. <laughs> And then I kind of also want to talk about Sam because she kind of like brought up how she had never felt the need to kiss anyone since Sam's death, which it's really interesting how she brings it up in the first book and we know nothing about Sam. I just know he's in the book somewhere and he's like one of her lovers. Do you know anything else, Brooke? I don't want to spoil anything. So I don't know really anything else. I know he's going to be an assassin's blade because that's our prequel. Um, all I know is that I get like a shit ton of TikToks of people saying justice for Sam or Sam deserved better. And it makes me think like, he has to be bigger than just Assassin's Blade, right? Like, could he have possibly faked his death? Is he going to come back up in another one of these books? Is he going to come back and like shock us all? Because I was like, that is a lot. Like, there are a lot of Sam fans for him to just be in one book. You know what I mean? I'm really interested to see how this turns out. I know, I am too. But Kale, of course, broke up their fun and separated them for the night. We find ourselves in, what is that banana thing called? Plantain. We find ourselves in Plantain's point of view. Also, I don't know why my brain did this, but Caltain also sounds like cowtails in my brain. I don't know if... Too. <laughs> it's because we're from the south okay have you ever had the candy couch yes i have you're so good so nostalgic but i'm really not fond of her point of view and basically all i find out from her is she is extremely jealous she's a power hungry bitch that's a gemini with a scorpio rising in an aries moon um mm-hmm. my favorite <laughs> kind of person <laughs> That sounds like literally a dumpster fire of a person. Yeah, and I feel I like she's... I'm so sorry if you're a listener with this exact <laughs> chart. Um, she's our pick-me girl. She just... Mm. Yeah, not a fan. It's just a hard backhand. 
Falcon Punch. Yes, I know, I know. Also, I'm like really confused, and like maybe you can clarify this for me. But like, were her and Parrington sleeping together? So anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but what I kind of got from it is that at some point, Caltaine made like this agreement with Parrington to eventually sleep with him. Like apparently they had some kind of agreement, but we don't know what that is. And then like he did her a favor. So then like she was going to return the favor in sex. And so like she knew he was coming to collect at any moment, but she didn't know when. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could have made that whole thing up, but that was my like, that's how I was thinking throughout the entire book. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of spicy. Well, Parrington is disgusting. Yeah, he is disgusting. And he set this bitch up good, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, he did. Which made me almost pity her, but she was also, like, that wasn't all him. Mm-mm. And we'll talk about it. Nope. We find Dorian and Kale at dinner in the Great Hall. These two men are blatantly jealous as fuck of each other when it comes to sell but they both want to admit it and i'm here for it like i said i am here for this love triangle and um yeah i really apparently hated dorian when i was writing these notes because i said his pretentious ass really pissed me off because he was like You'll have gray hair before you're 25, and Sardothian certainly will not fall in love with you. Well, um, Dorian, by the looks of the last chapter, take a seat, honey. Look, honestly, they are best friends from when they were young. Would you not talk to me? You would, you would say that shit to me. Like, not if I knew that you liked this person. That like is just mean. Joking, just jokingly. I don't think they're they're being serious. I don't know. I read it like they were being serious. Well, they're being serious. When is Kale really not serious? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But like, Dorian <laughs> is definitely never serious. I know, but I felt like there was an underlying hint of truth. Everyone who loves Dorian is going to be like, Jada, shut the fuck up. You're going to like his ass in the second book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see where this goes. I really am. It's going to be an enemies to lovers featuring me and Dory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're so right. That's so going to happen. We're calling it right here. Okay. Right now. <laughs> so after the little combo, Dorian, of course, his ass finds his way up to sell where she's playing the piano. And I just have a big fucking eye roll here. <laughs> because it's like, we were thinking the same thing. Please say it. I'm sorry, SJ, but your characters all seem to have some sort of quote-unquote talent. And I don't really think they that talented. I literally wrote this in my personal notes. I was like, all of Sarah J. Mass's characters have like a little like artistic side that comes out for like a whole chapter and I'm like I don't care I really don't fucking care I'm like oh my god I like like I've had enough of the fucking art shit with Farah. like we just ended up doing um a quarter frost and starlight for our Christmas episode and like just 
after Farah handed out her fucking shitty stick figure paintings to the group for Christmas, didn't even buy them anything nice with her fucking like daddy money. Like, oh my god, what a bitch! A little gremlin to rice. <laughs> like, did that girl like not look at all? I'm sorry to bring this up in this podcast. I'm so upset over it. Um, people are going to be like, you bitches are ungrateful. I paint my family members' paintings every year for Christmas. <laughs> you know, someone's going to a little butt hurt by that. You know but. what? That's, that's good for you. I hope your family actually enjoys it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ouch. Well, shit. Okay, but like, note to self <laughs> when we do our one year anniversary, uh, no homemade gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But like, okay, the only, <laughs> the only thing is, I feel like Dorian, he's like. I will say he's got kind of like a funny side to him. He's happy-go-lucky. He did say that her piano playing was good. And I really feel like he wouldn't be the type to be like, it's good when it's not. You know what I mean? No, I think he'd call her out. I think he'd be like, what the fuck is that ruckus? Right. So he like comes in there and he's like, wow, (laughs) that was beautiful. And she was like, were you watching me? (laughs) This trained assassin ass bitch. As if she didn't know he was there. And he was like, it's so melancholy. So sad and tragic. Did you come up with that yourself? Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like this was, like, not supposed to be in the book. But she, like, they made it about Sam again, which I think is, like, important to bring up. Because, like, people who read Throne of Glass the first time through was like, okay, like, so Sam is important like it's a heartbreak like all this kind of stuff and then we learn about him more in assassin's blade okay so moving on from us hating on the main character like the entire podcast episode after she saved Knox in the competition and got 18th place we find cell in a dream shackled in indivere being whipped kale wakes her up from the dream and he cancels training for that day because Sam Hunnam. <laughs> what is that? Sam Hunnam. Sam Hyene? Sam, it's Halloween, but for witches. Okay. Well, Halloween. Um, wait, what? Wait, what? It's okay. a day. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen on Witch Talk that witches celebrate Sam Hyene. Or I'm butchering that, too. On Halloween, but I could be wrong and like correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like that's when I've seen them celebrate that. Okay, well, basically, we don't know anything, and they were having some feast for this like special day of the dead. But he was like, Bitch, you're not invited. You can only come to the temple. That's it. And Sel said, As my friend, you should either bring me along or keep me company. To which Cole, I mean, Kale was like, Friends. Like, he, like, humbled her. And I was like, hmm, I like that. So. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, just just make up. Make up and make out already. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe I'm not an en- enemies to lovers girl. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Maybe I'm discovering something about myself. I don't know. 
Maybe I'm well, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone was out partying, Cell was in bed tossing and turning, and she looked over at the tapestry in her room and noticed that it was like barely blowing outward, and she reached over to find a door behind it. She headed down the hallway with two balls of fucking yarn, which that eventually makes sense, and her makeshift knives, like, that's going to do anything. Like, girl, please, you're worse than Farah. And um, she was led down a passageway where she was able to spy on the Great Hall and found out that all the other champions were in attendance except for her. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. We also see Dorian, like, flirting with someone, looking at someone's tits, and, you know, Cole's... I mean, Kale's, like, laughing with someone, and she finds that, like, intriguing. But Kale we never – I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but, like, we never figure out why she's not invited to these things either. Like, it's never addressed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess she, they didn't want to draw attention to her. I know. It's just interesting. But still. Hmm. But she sees Kale get up. And she's like, bitch, I got to go G2G2. And she is like sprinting back to her room. While she is sprinting, stressing herself out, Kale and Dorian find themselves at the same time both at her door. And I thought this was so funny because they like both kind of were like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And Kale basically had the high ground. Are you okay? You said (laughs) G2G2. Like R two D two G two G two got to go. G two G, and you said it like R two D two. Oh fuck! <laughs> I watched Revenge of the Sith on Christmas, so I'm sorry. I just had to point it out. <laughs> okay. I love the Star Wars crossovers. I love how you're so like actively like present in that whole fandom that it comes out sometimes (laughs) yeah oops (laughs) so kale shoot dorian away and was like ah bitch (laughs) and this is what's like sunk it for me she was like it's not (laughs) like i don't know why my sexy voice is coming out but she was like it's not morning but um, he brought her, like, a little present, a ring, if you will, um, because they were, like, giving it out of the parties. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, he's coming in at the middle of the night now. He's getting ballsy. Like, what's up? I expected that from Dorian, but I didn't expect that from Kale. We then meet Queen Elena. Um, she – at first, I thought this was a dream. And sometimes in the book, like, when we get into these, like, nitty-bitty parts – I get really confused sometimes because I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. But come to find out she thought she was dreaming and then it's just Queen Elena up in her shit. Like, listen, you must become champion. You must defeat the evil in this castle. Um, And also, like, I'm going to give you this necklace to keep you from harm. And she thought it was all a dream, but she woke up and she felt the necklace in her hand and was like, no, like, this is some real shit. Also, the necklace thing didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I will point out, like, it was never brought up, like, A, when it saved her, and two, like, she ripped it off, like, during, like, later in the book. And, like, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, because if you think about it, and we'll talk about this a little bit more at the end, but when 
Nehemia. When Nehem like Nehemia is the one that brought Elena. I thought that when she like took off her necklace, that was gonna be what like brought back Queen Elena, but it wasn't. It was Nehemia. So I'm like, what's the fucking point of the necklace to keep? Well, it from yeah, harm? I know. And then like Nehemia was also putting those like word things like under her bed to try and protect her. And I'm like, well, then what was the point of the fucking like necklace? Necklace. Yeah, exactly. So question mark, question mark. <laughs> so Kel comes storming in the next morning and was like, bitch, where were you? And she tried to shake it off. Like I was here the whole time, but he was like, I know you weren't because I checked back up on your bitch ass and another body ended up dead. So I was worried. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's why did like I hate how it switches like so quickly back and forth like between stuff sometimes you know what I mean, and then it doesn't like give you like a good transition. Yes, it makes it hard when we're doing the pod. <clears throat> so Nehemia and Cell are studying together, and Nehemia asks, "Why are you so obsessed with the word marks?" Cell kind of gives her the runabout answer, but she asks Nehemia if she could read them and she says no and you shouldn't try to discover what they say nothing good will come of it all right so that was the end of the first episode um ending that on an abrupt note jada how drunk are you i'm like six for sure that is not even fucking true (laughs) i'm like an eight I had a hard time, man. <laughs> it's okay. It was fun. It was good. Was it fun? Was it was it fun? I thought it was fun. Okay. I again, I haven't done this in what like almost 2 months. But yeah. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a good episode. How drunk are you right now? I'm a good 5. Um I'm definitely going to pour myself another one. This is just like it's either very strong or the fact that I haven't drank alcohol in like two months made my tolerance extremely low. Mm. So I can't tell you. I don't know. Um, but what is your current read at the moment? Well, of course, it is going to be our next book episode, A Kingdom of the Wicked. What are you reading? Same for me. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> And we could ask you, what are you reading, our dear, lovely listener? And I really hope that you are also reading A Kingdom of the Wicked. Because despite the fact that we found out there is no smut in it, I think it's going to be really good. Oh my gosh, it better be. And if it's not, you know what? The cover was totally worth like the 20 bucks I spent on that book. Yes, exactly. Um, And that's not even like my aesthetic. And I thought it was beautiful. You know, I've really appreciated some of our listeners that have reached out to us and been like, I'm rereading Throne of Glass just to like re like get myself used to like what happened and like re-understand like the book and like so I can listen to your podcast and I was like that is so freaking sweet because not only have the same people reached out to us and been like this book is so slow (laughs) the first one is so slow (laughs) but they're rereading it for us to listen to this episode so thank you to all of you who are either a reading this for the first time with us so you can listen along or be rereading the book the whole book just to listen along again which is not necessary but we so appreciate it that's so heartwarming thank you yeah um you couldn't pay me to read through in class again so you guys are awesome oh, see, I, I liked it <laughs> i don't know 
I'm going to save my uh, rating for the end, but I will say it's not my fave. Okay. I think it's a good setup, but it's not my fave. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll save our ratings for part two. So always come back for part two. We always say part two of our episodes are always the best because we're always drunker. And usually the smut comes in part two, but unfortunately this book doesn't have any. So, um... We'll try to make it as interesting as possible. (laughs) But no, I really, I enjoy this book personally. So I'm really thankful that you guys reached out and we're like kind of shoving this down our throats because it's a great book. All right. Are you ready to get into the Kill, Mary Fuck section? You go first. Okay. Kill, Mary Fuck, Dorian, Kale, Knox. (sighs) Yeah, I knew that's where you're going. Okay. God, this is hard. Honestly, you might be shocked by this, but honestly, I would probably marry Kale because he's like, he is like stale Kale, but not towards the end. I really liked him towards the end of the book. However, he seems like the very safe choice. He seems more marriage material. Right. I would probably fuck Dorian and kill Knox, but that's sad. I just need more Knox. Oh, man. I need more Knox material. That's sad. I Bring love Knox. I know, me too, Bring but you back. gave me, like, I, le- I like all the three of the men that you gave me. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be hard. Okay. For you, very similar, but one is different. Kale, Knox, Nehemia. all right um mary kale fuck nahemia kill dorian dorian wasn't even in there who was it Knox. oh i don't know why i guess i wanted to hear dorian (laughs) like kill dorian (laughs) he's not even that bad i know i don't it's the alcohol um (laughs) Man, I really, yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to, I love Nehemia, so sorry, Knox, like, you would be my second fuck, but unfortunately, you didn't make the cut. You didn't make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) This was the final roast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Say your goodbyes. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to find us on our socials, on Twitter, TikTok, and Patreon, we're Booked and Boozy. And on Insta and YouTube, we're Booked and Boozy Podcast. If you ever want to reach out to us, (laughs) I'm so sorry. If you ever want to reach out to us for our listener episodes, (laughs) it's he laughing. I'm sorry. You can reach out to us which we know you want on booked oh you know <laughs> take a shot of water after this <laughs> and start drinking again. okay booked a boozy edgy want to come bye <laughs> happy new year bye bitch bye bitch